Yeah. I went on a tangent. I apologize. I mean, I do. I do feel. I do feel like people do that. Like when bad things happen. Oh, that was a devil. Like the enemy. But the enemy is real, though. Like he is. But I think there's multiple enemies. It's not just one enemy. Okay, explain. We got. We got the world. Oh. We got ourselves. Oh. And we got the devil. Oh. So people say the enemy is like the devil, like this man and. Red suit, horns, and a pitchfork. That's really you good. You know what I'm saying? That's good. But we are our enemies as well. Yeah. We get in our own way. Ooh. And then we have the world of people who are just evil and doing things, and they get in our way. And then there are just spirits that generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's the work of the enemy in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all of these things that I think sometimes we attribute just for the lack of understanding sometimes as one thing, but that lack of understanding also begins to shape our mind to accept something that we don't necessarily have to accept when we can learn to figure it out and work through it to no longer deal with it. You know what I mean? So I think um, when, when Tony made his point, it made me think about what does that do to me when I think, oh, the devil made me do this or the devil did this. It takes away my responsibility right. from we changing my circumstance we because we all have that choice, right? And to me, when I think that, I'm like, oh, it's not on me, it's the devil. You know what I'm saying? But when I start to realize, no, I allow myself to be in this position, now I'm allowing myself to be used by whatever mm-hmm. evil spirits, the devil, however you want to label it, right? And I think it's important that um, we take that level of awareness and allow our spiritual compass or our spiritual identity to influence how we, be, how we respond as opposed to, once again, my religious identity is all who I am through and through, but rather my religious identity provides me with the lens through which I live my life. I think there's a difference there where it's not, because I think, and this is very twisted and I would, I I don't even know if I have the words to articulate it, but there has become a point in time for me where I allowed my religion to become my God. And you would, you would more so playing the part versus having a relationship, not playing the part because I had a relationship. But it was this idea and this privilege that came with my my faith. See, I need to do my school readings because there was an article that was shared about what it means. Because I go to a, Christ, a faith-based school mm-hmm. and it talked about Christian privilege. And mm-hmm. there is privilege associated with it that we sometimes work within that marginalizes other groups of individuals. Mm-hmm. And we aren't often aware of it. And so the fact that this is coming up in the conversation, one, I'm going to go back and read it. But two, I... I felt as though I was in a place where my identity and my relationship with God and the idea and how prideful I was in that became a God of its own selfishly. How? Like, what does that look like? It's a feeling. It's a pride. Like, I, like, like, oh, I'm better than you because I have a relationship with God and you don't? Or It was more so of a, it was like an arrogance. Yeah. It wasn't a conscious thing like, oh, I'm better than you. You don't have faith. You don't know what you're talking about. But there definitely was this cockiness to the fact that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. God is blessing me. And in that, um, everyone else is missing God. I was in situations with friends. I mean, some of my best friends, and I would see them struggling. And because of my faith, I see that their lack of God may be, and, and, and this sounds very harsh, the reason why they're dealing with what what they're dealing with, and you, which that, that, which, that's, which that's may be true, judgment, my brother. No, it's called judgment, and it's true, because we, we we all judge each other, we all make judgments, but it's how do I express that judgment? To me, I was supposed to use that as a mode of 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 wisdom to say, okay, this person needs support, 
But rather than give support, I'm saying, hey, you look hungry, you need to go eat. Rather than taking the time to provide the meal or teaching that person how to cook. Mm, you get what I'm saying? Sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm leading with my faith and throwing it at people because I have the privilege of my faith. Where the same thing when you think about white privilege or um, social economic privilege. Somebody has money or somebody has opportunity and access and they're like, why are you black people struggling? Pull yourself by, up by your bootstrap. I mean, I know, let's not go too deep into that, but it's the same concept. The concept is you're just missing God. They're throwing a solution at the problem rather than walking and journeying with that person to allow for them to grow and develop. The same thing I think of the church. And I'm a part of the church because I'm an individual. And the church isn't some building and some group of people that aren't human beings. But it's the same idea of how often in church, the churches I've, I've been to, where they're pointing at the sin rather than pointing to God. Because in pointing to God, naturally the sin falls off of you. But we point at the sin in people's lives, hoping that they change their lives without their, know, without us knowing if they have a relationship with God. So does that talk go back to the point of spirituality, where people rely more on the religion than their connection with God? Because I can, where like you allowed your religion to be, to like you said, to be take the place of Him to some extent, where you're not now speaking and helping. You're just well, I'm a Christian, so I'm good. Or I have this this religion, so I'm good. But you're and you're not. Whereas, maybe, the personal connection with God may have changed your way of perceiving that, or no. I don't think it's a religion and a spirituality conversation. I All think right. it's just more so how are we living in our relationship? Because I think we can have a relationship with God and still mismanage it. You know what I mean? I can, mm. excuse me, be in a relationship. And have a relationship and have a consistent conversation and still mishandle myself or, or not conduct myself as if that relationship exists. You get what I'm saying? So it still comes back down to that decision. Am I going to allow what I know to be true, right, and correct and the principles that come with my relationship with God to guide how I behave? But do you, do you think that's a, I can see how it could be a privilege issue or more just an expression issue or how you translate that when you're talking to people that may not have a relationship or because I feel like if you see people around you that are struggling and you know it's because a lack of faith I think that's the right thing to do is to try to try to share that wisdom maybe in the way you share it or how you share it right I mean, and so right because that that is that's what you're supposed to do. I believe they're one and the same. I think an expression issue is the lack of understanding that that person doesn't have it. So that's operating from a privilege. I lack the context of your situation oh, well, because yeah. I'm privileged in what it is I have, which is my faith and my understanding and my wisdom. Well, you said they were a friend. So when I think about a friend, um, you you would know the context in a sense. Their, their life and their struggles and to a point right where you're able to talk to them on a friend because I've, I've been in that situation too where I've, I've had a friend that um, is struggling and I think faith is definitely an issue um, and sometimes the conversation doesn't go anywhere just because there isn't that understanding mm -hmm. my issue was I was pushing it uh, so, I, so, I was, so at, a, at, at some point I usually just kind of let it go right and and that's what I'm saying I mishandled it oh. because I was speaking and trying to get around it and it wasn't going anywhere so it's like the seed, I'm trying to plant the seed, I'm trying to water the seed, mm -hmm. I'm trying to pull the plant out the seed out the dirt, rather than just trusting that. God. And letting your life lead. Letting my life lead and letting faith do its thing, right? Mm -hmm. 
I was trying to be the Holy Spirit. I was trying to be the seed, the planter, the grower, the sower, the yeah. reaper. I was trying to be all and everything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier around, do you trust yourself more than you trust God? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we feel like we can get things done by the work of our own two hands and I can make this happen when in reality you just need to sit back. Mm-hmm. Like he knows your heart. He knows the heart of the people around you. Um, but that's hard though. Because in, I, I, I do feel like in life, especially given your background, whatever, however you may have came up, like that's, that's, that's a survival technique. Like you, you get it done, you know? So was that a lack of faith? Was that a lack of faith though? That you just planting that seed and walking away that it wouldn't work? I don't well, think in it, the person, not in God, but it in was, the person. It wasn't a lack of faith because I felt as though if he received it in that moment, God would have done his thing with him. But then, but, but you, but you kept, but going. you kept going, but I kept going. So, so is that the lack in faith that that it would have been done? I, I don't think it's a matter of lack in faith. I think it was just the fact that I was mixing in what God had given me as far as wisdom and seeing the situation with my own flesh, the enemy, my flesh, myself. I had an arrogance and an ego attached to what I was given. That's good. You know what I mean? And that's what I think Tony mentioned earlier, like where you have these preachers, teachers and bishops in front of the congregation sharing a word, but they're also probably sometimes mixing it in with their own personal feelings to manipulate Mm -hmm. and get an action or whatever it is from, from the people. So it's not that the word is corrupt is that the person that's delivering it isn't a, um, not a true vessel, but isn't the vessel isn't fully pure and clear for the work of the Holy spirit. It's mixed in with some obstacles of flesh. It's really crazy. I, I don't even really think about all of that. Like I think when you really, spend time with God and you have your own relationship, I feel like you're, you're just able to filter through a lot because when you, when you have those own, when you have your own experiences and you know how he really can come into your life and change things around when you see things, um, it just, it just takes it to another level. Discernment, discernment is like so key. Um, but I, I, that is a real, a real argument. I, I mean, I keep, what keeps coming to me, um, hearing a lot of this dialogue is just the, um, judgment you know what i mean and i feel like you know i keep hearing like judge not lest you be judged right that's not our job right yeah, it's not. but we see it so often you know within all communities you know it's like if you're not living up to my standard or my understanding of the standard you're not doing it correctly you know and i think a lot of, you know one of the clearest examples i can give is like you know that i think about for me and this changed my perspective on a lot of things is you know, um, with homosexuality, right? You know, or same-sex love. You know, I'd rather say it that way. But it's, it's, you know, I know the Bible makes its points on it, right? But the enforcement of those points, you know, within the culture of the church, what is that for us? You know, as far as how we relate to each other, what is that? You know, if, you know, we know of a person that, you know, has elected or believes they were born into this lifestyle, right? What is our what is our place with that? You know, because uh, I feel like a lot of it is like, you know, with the judgment of all, I know, like I've heard people say, like, you know, they're not going to churches that they know people that are gay are attending. Mm. I don't know if that's right. I don't think that's right. You know what I'm saying? But it's not our place. Like, I don't know how God I don't know how God I don't think any of us know how God's going to judge that. Quote, unquote. I don't think any of us know. Right. I just know. Just love your neighbor as thyself. Right. That's, so that's it. And that's my thing. It's that's like, it. I'm not the one who's yeah, doing I'm not, the ju- like, I'm not I don't, the one I don't doing judge, the judgment. Yeah. Right. So why? And yeah. that's what I have an issue with. It's like, how can you say how to treat this person? I don't get that either. 
Yeah. So I guess it's it's like I'm. You feel how you feel. I feel how I feel. All I can do is control myself. But and a lot, I think but personal a lot of experiences too for me. Go ahead. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, no, go ahead. Personal experiences on the topic of um, just like same sex couples and things like that. That really shaped my experience because I know growing up church you're taught that's wrong i got mm -hmm. to college which was a catholic university and we're having conversations around same-sex marriage and you know people advocating for it and things like that but i i used to work at joe's jeans in college and my coworker was in a relationship um but his partner um was down low his family didn't know mm -hmm. and so i witnessed him coming to work every day crying you know just just seeing him in human form right. you know um just there's so many so many experiences and so for me it's like love your neighbor as thyself right. you know regardless god still loves you whatever choices you make you know and but it, it it took personal experiences for me to just beyond religion beyond all of that just to see a person you mm -hmm. know for who they are so yeah i mean i, I just feel like i don't know I, I feel like people are just too rigid with their understanding you yeah. know, I feel like life, life itself is extremely complex. There's a lot of like different factors going to all of our decisions. And one thing that I would like to see more of, um, especially in communities and regarding any faith is just more like um, tolerance. Acceptance. You know love. what I mean? And love. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, because I, I just don't think it's like, that's one thing I used to hate is like hearing about the same issues, the same like sin being like such a paramount thing. Like, you know, within, you know, churches I've attended, it's like, bro, hold up. Like. What about God's love and his kindness and his mercy? And, you know, how am I supposed to, you know, have God in my finances? And, you know, like, can we tell the entire story? You know what I mean? Because it's a there's lot. The good, there's the bad. He's, yeah. yeah. You know, and but, you know, a lot of them want to focus on, you know, I need to get my church to this standard so I can do my job. Mm -hmm. So it's not even about, you know, the faith and really helping people. It's about I need to prove to God or I need to, you know, maintain this. You know, I need, I need, I need to, I need to uh, prove myself worthy in this way, based on my standard and my understanding of whatever, whatever it is. One of the things I think about when you when you mention it that way, and I've never put it in in concept in the in the terms of like faith and church, um, but in learning about like a deficit approach, um, even in the movie Crazy Rich Asians, one of the um, like analogies is like you like they're playing chess and or some game and. Um. Whatever the game was, I don't know what it's called. But basically, they were saying that the, the, I don't know what even what that means. But it was a game that was being played, and essentially the message was, you got to stop playing from the perspective of I don't want to lose, mm -hmm. and start playing from the perspective of I want to win. Mm -hmm. And I think in the church, a lot of people don't go because it's like, oh, you need to stop doing this. You're living with so and so. You're doing this. You're doing this. So we start focusing only on the flaws. But even in what we're talking about for even New Year's, as far as a, as a far as of a New Year's state of mind, it's not going into even the New Year with this mindset on my resolution. What am I going to do better? What am I going to do that I'm not already doing? We're focused in on the things that are negative about ourselves right. rather than saying, I've realized in this year that my strength is communication. I've realized that my strength is empathy. What can you do in this new year to capitalize or uh, 
advance yourself in those areas because naturally you're going to feel better and in feeling better it's going to be a lot easier to deal with the flaws because you're looking to continue to do better when you go to the gym and you feel like as though you're progressing you're more encouraged to continue on that level of progress you know what i'm saying versus saying dang i'm weak i'm weak i'm weak you're not going to feel motivated to go to the gym because you're telling yourself you're weak but the minute you start to say man i'm getting stronger already you want to keep going so right. if we can focus on the strength, as you men- mentioned, when it comes to God and faith, if I'm in church and I'm learning about God's love, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, I'm going to want to do everything I can in reverence. It's a healthy fear of God to ensure that I don't disappoint God. So naturally, the things that I'm doing wrong, I'm going to feel bad and guilty about doing and guilt's not of God, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be held accountable to those things because I realize this doesn't please God because I love God so much versus I need to stop doing these things because God won't love me. Like to me, that's just the wrong mindset to go into love a situation with. Just, love can be just as strong a motivator as fear, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot of people. Can I get this off my off my head? Go it's ahead. mahjong, the tile game. Sorry. No, it's all, good. it's all good. It's <laughs> all good. It's all good. It's all good. I had to get that out. What is going to bother me all night? Mamani, I thought you had a quote. I thought you had a message. I was like, she about to give us a tweetable, bruh. Because Twitter gave like 240 characters. Now I'm about to tweet this out. And she going, I feel it. What's it called? What's it called? Mahjong. It's the tile game um, where you match tiles and you put tiles back. So, yeah. Sorry. Hey, get that game. I'm going to play it after watching that movie. If you haven't seen Crazy Rich Agents, it's not in theaters anymore. But go ahead and rent it. Also get Nigerian Prince. Also, it's on your Mac. The game is on your computer. Oh, praise. I've never seen that game. Love Sorry. can be Sorry. just as strong a motivator <laughs> as fear. Um, but I, I even think about a lot like, I don't know, I, I just, I refuse to do this, right? I refuse to love God just because I'm so afraid to go to hell. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, we could say, yeah, of course, but how many people do we say, man, I ain't going to hell for you or, right. you know what I mean? Or, or that's their motivation to, to have faith is because they don't want to go to hell. They want, I'm getting to heaven, Right. That's a very self-centered approach. A lot of times when we're praying, that's why I try to be, be be careful of now. It's like I don't want to I don't want to come to God every time I need something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be praying to God that I booked this gig or that this happens or that happens or whatever the case is. But to be in a place where I'm like more aware of like what my purpose is and who I need to be and how I need to move, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of that stuff is like so so ingrained and so conditioned and, and such a big um, factor for us. You know, within our habits, it's, you know, so instinctual that we can't really do that but you know back to to your, your gear switch which i love it's like how can we exercise that love i guess for each of us going into the new year into um that new year state of mind I, yeah okay cool i just didn't know if i said that correctly um but yeah how, how can we exercise that you know going into the new year and what i mean are, are we abandoning uh new year's resolutions or like what, what are we talking about here what does it look like y'all t- y'all spent an hour or two hours talking about this last week so i'm gonna let y'all go i mean i i think i think that that perspective is something that i've been learning to adopt literally within the last quarter of this year mm-hmm. um of shifting my perspective i don't remember what it is and it's getting me hype right now internally and i don't want to turn up too much because i don't know where it came from but essentially it talked about um dang i wish i need to start writing like a book 
and keep it with get me. Get an idea book. I need, I need it. I need it. For those of you listening to the podcast, we're experiencing tef- technical difficulties in Tarek's mind. Yes. Please stand by with us while we resolve this issue. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. This is your captain speaking. No pressure. <laughs> this means I got like 60 seconds. <laughs> you were saying um, a new mindset on going quarter. into the new year, the last quarter. Changing it to a positive. Celebrating your wins. Right, right. So basically it, it was it was on the, the idea of um, oftentimes we think that change is going to come by our environments changing. But true change comes from our perspective changing regarding our environments. Because we expect God to make a change in the people around us and the, and the things that are happening. But what really happens is our heart is changed. So in turn, like, you know, our minds are changed and then our actions are changed. Our words, our words are changed and our actions change. We're changed. We're changed. We're changed in the environment. We want the environment to change, but truly God is there to change us. You have to win from within first. Your environments are just a reflection of you. How you going to win when you ain't right within? Ooh. Shout out to Lauren Hill. Um, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Praise. That was a word. Thank you. <laughs> that was a word. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually was the word from, 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 from church like two weeks ago. The why ought to change the what. And if we're going to be the change, we must understand what God is doing within us. Yeah. So 2019, <laughs> I think um, celebrate your wins, win from within. And uh, we're having an event Woo. January 1st, 2019. So 2018. I really thought she just said, nah. but I was tripping. <laughs> that just takes us back. Yeah. I was still in the first 10 minutes of this conversation. My no, bad, y'all. Right. So twenty eighteen is over. A lot of things we've grappled with, but it's time to bring in a new year. Twenty a new way has been amazing. Twenty eighteen was amazing. It has been for yeah. And I feel my twenty nineteen is gonna be like your twenty eighteen. Yeah. Talk about it. I feel like my twenty eighteen for me has been preparation. God has just, I've started to see him put things in perspective, especially the last, since August. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, you you know, you look back and you kind of see, okay, I see how those are, have gotten me to where I am now. Mm. And the people that have come into my life, Ashley, whoop, whoop, um, and just the experiences I've had going to Bali on my, not on my own, but that being my trip, I paid for it, I planned it. It was something that I've always wanted to do. And the journey that thus came from that and where I am now for me, 2018 has been like, God's like, okay, let's set up your, your bricks and you about to, you were about to build this. Can build you, this. can you go deeper into that? I feel like, um, in, in having these moments, our stories can definitely help give perspective to those listening. Um, you know, not, not too revealing. I don't want you to out yourself in any shape or form, but a little bit more into like maybe some of the lessons, maybe where you were before and how that, um, has shifted since then and how you are embracing this new newness that is to come. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, okay. Um, 
me this year, I would say God has shown me some of my weaknesses and or my insecurities and how they can play out negatively Mm -hmm. and letting me know this is something you got to work on. So as Ashley said, last year for her was kind of a year of wholeness. That's where I am. Mm. This year was was God saying we gotta we we gotta connect me and you because mm. um, like you said I had my moment where I started my search with God I would say 2015 I had my moment of experiencing Him do something and confirm for me um, so I was in my my God sister's uh, dance group. And we went through year one and we had to pay and, you know, cause we were renting a space and we were recording and doing videos each month and we were doing people's testimonies. And so the second year, and I was in grad school, so I wasn't working the second year I was talking to her and I was like, I would love to continue doing this, but I don't have the funds and I don't want to be somebody on this team who you're having to, you know, who's, who's making the commitment, but can't financially follow through. And so she said, we will figure it out. I get a call later from her. And she's saying, because she's a hairstylist, she was doing, she was talking to one of her clients, I think. And she was just telling them about what she's doing, the dance company and all of that. And the lady was like, okay, tell me about some of the members that are in the group. She's like, I'm feeling like I want to sponsor somebody. So my sister's talking about a few of us, you know, just given what we do. And she brought me up saying, you know, I'm in the dance group, but I'm at USC for grad school and share some other things. And the lady was like, that's her. That's who I want to sponsor. Had never met me, had only heard what my god sister shared with her and was like, that's it. And for me, I was, I remember crying on the phone like, that was all God. Because God said, this is is where I need to, yeah, this is where I need to be and I'm going to make a way for you. Mm. I didn't have to do anything. I was just like, okay, we're going to figure this out. I I believe that that would happen and she came and that, and she gave me that call and I was like, yo, there's no way I'm, I'm pulling out of this now, but that was like another start of my relationship. Cause I'd already started like reading the Bible and doing right. all that stuff, but that was like my confirmation. Yeah. So I would say it's still kind of been a little rocky since then, you know, coming in and out. Um, but this year I feel like God was like, Hey, come back. Right. I'm here. Right. And so blessing me with the opportunities that I've had this year from job, like I, this year has been amazing. Um, and so I feel like God was just like, but it, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And, I think that's that's where my 2019 is going, where me being whole with my whole with myself, and that transforming all aspects of my life from the underground network to this connection that I have with you both to all my other relationships, friends, family, and all of that. I feel like God is like you're about to be surprised by what's happening, and I'm ready. I'm ready. So, I'm like what. So arms how, wide open, like hit me where it hurts because I know it's gonna go, be let's rough. Get, let's go at it. But right. I'm ready for it. So how do you? So you mentioned you were exposed to like your weaknesses and your insecurities, but you seem to have this hope for for what's to come. So how did how does your environment, the people around you, your faith, what is it that's informing and pushing you to not be discouraged by coming? To f- coming face to face with what your challenges may be, like how do you not allow that to mm. discourage you on this journey? Like, dang, here it is. I'm finally finding God. He's confirming these things because that feels really good. Mm-hmm. And then to be hit with like insecurity and weakness, like I hear you speaking about it, and there's hope. But I'm sure in those moments, it's like, like, hold, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, like what? 
You know what I mean? So where are you in that in that process of being able to have that hope? So with I would say there have been friends in my life that have been like, you tripping. Like I may feel something they like, girl, no, you tripping. Like you need to get your shit together over there. Excuse my language. You need to get your stuff together and we, we've been cussing. You good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and work on that. And, and, it, and I'm not gonna say it's been easy, but it's like, okay, there was a moment where I really just sat through something and my whole aura about it changed. It was like, you know what? It ain't that big of a deal. Like you write, like let it go. And I, I don't know what it was, but within a week span, my whole just attitudes, uh, shift shifted and then i think also god placed other people in my life who began to share their testimony and i was like i can connect so much here here and here and just them listening to them talk and share how they started i was like okay there's something in there for me and i just started seeing him place people in my life do things and it's just like okay i can ignore it if i want i'd be stupid to do that but these these emotional tugs that he's having me with connecting with people is something that i need to pay attention to so I'm not going to say it's been the easiest and it, and it has to do, and I've had to sit with myself and, and really think about what I want and how I don't want this pain to be who I am. Mm. Mm. Pain to mm. purpose. I don't want to continue to sit in this pain and be like, this is my life because no, that's, I don't want to dread getting up every day. Like there have been some, some times in my life where I was like, I did not move out of my bed and I don't want that to be my life. Like I have a mental choice to say, I'm not doing this anymore. And that's what I, that's what I, that's what happened for me. It was like, you know what? I can't, I, yes, I see people having great lives and feeling great. Why can't I have that? I'm standing in my own way or I'm allowing this pain and hurt to define me and, and be all that I am because it's easier just to sit here and not do anything than to actually get up and push myself to, to go outside, to do whatever I need to do, to interact with people. Mm. Um, and just within the past three months, I feel like my life has, has just like changed like this. There was a, I would say two weeks where I was, I was telling Ashley the other day where I was just happy. It was, I don't know what it was, but I was in bed. Like I want to get up and do something. And it's like 10 o'clock. And if y'all know me, I'm in bed and sleep. Eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, I have this, this, this really good energy feeling happy and it's due to nothing or no one. So it was just there. It was mine. And I'm like, I want this. This feels so much better than sitting here being in pain, crying, feeling down and whatever else I'm dealing with. Like, this feels great. Mm. I want this every day of my life. And so that was something for me that I was like, I have to change it. And the people around me pushed me and challenged me and was like, called me out on my BS. And it was like, okay. I recognize this. I'm able to tell you this, that how I'm feeling, where I need to change. But they're also like, you got to look at yourself. You can't come to me with this. This I can only help you so far. Um, so it was a lot of like, Amani, just woman up and, and do what you got to do because this happiness that you want, you got to go after. You got It's not going to be easy. And that's why I'm like, 2019, I feel like he's going to pull me through the trenches yes. to get me out to be yeah. that person and to mold me into the woman that I want to be that will change the world for somebody with TUN because that that's my goal and I'm like something has to come of this I've put my heart into this it's still here we're doing something it's it's not for nothing so that's amazing that's amazing I love that Amani just handed me the mic it was still a little hot I'm sorry <laughs> when that's I big. grabbed it that's big 
And Ashley, you were you were talking about earlier. You said um, this year for you has been about like there was a question: um, Do you trust yourself more than you trust God? That's more recent. Okay. Yeah, that's more recent. What's the question? Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, you made mention of just kind of like, I mean, also, you know, so there's a lot of things on my mind right now. Um, <laughs> where are you in in looking back on this year? Um, going into this, this this new year, um, and how kind of did you get? What was your process to where you are now, and what you're anticipating for 2019? Mm. This new year state of mind. Yeah. Oh, that's a really big question. Um, I'm really happy and peaceful. I think that that is the greatest uh, gift that you can have is peace. Um, snap, snap. Honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't cost, what's the quote? It doesn't cost anything. Anyways, peace. I feel really peaceful. I feel really happy. Um, my process, like Amani, you were saying, God pulling you through the trenches. I think in order to get to your purpose, you got to face the pain. Cannot run from it. You, you got to sit in it. You got to get comfortable with it. Um, but there's just been there's just been so many lessons. I just think freedom from what you were talking about earlier, um, just from norms and schemas and scripts that were taught throughout life on how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to do, what job we're supposed to have, all of those things. Um, I think God has completely stripped me of everything. Um, I think your environments are really important. Um, I think a, a prayer, God, bring the people into my life that are going to help me unlock my God-given purpose. Take the people out that are not going to help me get there. Um, something that completely changed my life. Pray at your own risk. Um, yeah. Can you can you tell us more about that? About the prayer? Just your experience in praying that. Um, I think, I think very similar to what you were talking about. Um, just a time where, and this was not even this year, I think the journey started a, a few years ago, um, where my environments just didn't reflect where I was at, and my environments needed to change, and um, I prayed that prayer, and uh, he just started stripping everything, relationships, um, everything, everything, and so... It's so much. I don't even know where to start. Like, what What more specifically? I mean, it's whatever you want to share. I, I, yeah. I, I just think in, in hearing that, that's such a, a thing that's loud, especially looking at our culture. We talk about our, our circles are small, and mm -hmm. I don't care what the outside is thinking because, mm -hmm. you know, me and my team is going to win regardless. I mean, I ain't really seeing that in me, but I think the energy is attached to a lot of the things that we see. Mm -hmm. So for you to... Um, embody that mm -hmm. and have an experience where you're being stripped of that mm -hmm. it's like um if you were to put that out like oh god started removing people that weren't for me mm -hmm. people are going to snap and cheer you on which i think is important but what does that journey feel like yeah you know what i mean because i think people are in it and yeah. don't realize the impact that something like that can have but it sounds as though you're on the other side of it right and can speak to it but what was that journey to get you there so that prayer pray that prayer um and um, the thought kept popping up into my head. Um, so I was in a relationship, very long relationship. So God speaks to you through repeated thoughts, thoughts that come. come. And so I was praying, praying, kept hearing the same thing. What do you want to say? Say it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Um, 
So this is the story. So I was praying, 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 um, break up, break up. And this is just one. This is just one relationship that was stripped, okay? Um, and uh, so I stopped praying. I was like, whoa, that's wild because this is not life. You know, there, there are plans that, you know, that I have and things like that. And so I, I called my line sister and I, I said, yo, every time I keep praying about for God to send people in my life that are supposed to help me unlock my God-given purpose and take the people out, I keep hearing to surrender this relationship. So you stopped praying because you didn't want to hear that anymore. Because I didn't want to hear it anymore. And she said, no, sis, you got to sit with the prayer. You can't run away from the prayer. So I said, okay. Um, so my pastor wrote this book. Um, I'm so bad at titles, but it's about unlocking your God-given purpose. And... Um, I was reading the book and there was What's a your quote, pastor's name? Wayne Chaney. And there oh, was Oh, so you go to uh, Antioch. Uh-huh. Oh man. Yeah, I just I started Antioch. going there in 2016. Antioch is definitely not Life a church. Changing. I was talking about it. That's why I was like, you need to come to my church. I'm in Antioch. I love Antioch. Okay, okay. Yeah, you fly out every Saturday <laughs> night and go to church, Tony. <laughs> no, Listen, really. I, I don't you gotta fly out my brother. All okay. I gotta do is get on Facebook. Right. Cause Best I was like to Facebook. hear to hear your story is so saddening to me because that just hasn't been my experience and it just makes me feel like the church gotta do a better job. But one thing I really I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. But one thing I really respect about Antioch was his uh, his personal touch. Yeah. We never end up having a meeting, but just the fact that I he was I still like, haven't met him, but that man has changed my life. Yeah, I mean, crazy. he just saw me when they shook my hand. I remember him saying, hey, man, um, man, I gotta get you a mom with me. We just gotta mm-hmm. sit down and catch up and just talk. Mm-hmm. But just that, you know, him extending that was dope. Was, you don't yeah. hear a lot of people, a lot of pastors do that. Yeah. Anyway, that was just my, I, Antioch is dope. Antioch uh, Church of Long Beach, I believe, is an amazing place. They have a Facebook page if you don't go to church. Go on Facebook and just watch their live stream because that'd be popping too. Anyway, please go ahead. Yes, yes. Anyway, so um, stopped praying, started praying again. Um, was at church. Me and my dad were reading the book together. So when I was reading, it says, God speaks to you in two ways, either through revelation or through counsel. He's not going to reveal to you what I'm praying, what is my purpose, until you take his advice in this relationship. I close the book. I'm like, this is too much. I get to church the next day. My dad's like, oh, hey, baby girl. Like, I was reading the book, and for some reason, the Spirit told me um, for you to read this line. It's the same line that I had underlined. And so at that point, now we're all in church together. So I'm sitting there like this. like You all meaning the, the, the person you were in a relationship with as well? We're all in church well? together when gotcha. he showed me this quote. The same quote that I had wrote read the day before. Um, and so at that point, I, I was pretty shook. Um, one of my really good friends were getting married at the time and she's like me and my husband were going to rededicate and you know not, not engage in physical intimacy until we get married and I was like that's a good idea like I'm going to do that too and we were about to go on an international trip and I was like yo for 30 days like n- nothing you know this I feel like this is what God is telling me to do um, and so uh, of course you know it was a very weird situation went on the trip but everything was fine um and so maybe two days before, um, maybe two days before the fast was over, that's another way God speaks to you is through fasting. So when you deny yourself, he speaks to you. So I'm thinking, I'm like, this is dumb. You know, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting, putting ourselves through this? And um, that day, go ahead. Putting yourselves through? No physical intimacy. Sure, okay, choosing right? not to be physical. Got you. Right, for 30 days, um, because I'm constantly trying to hear God's voice as far as what I'm supposed to do um, within this situation. Two days before the fast is over, um, I walk into a meeting, um, and um, unfortunately, he was using my computer before, and I found information, just infidelity, basically. Um, and so that Friday, right, I was like, 
okay, this is dumb. We're going to go out. We're going to have a good time. You know, we're going to turn up. But then that meeting is when I actually saw the information, right? Um, go back to church that next Sunday. Um, and he was talking about uh, the story about Mary. I don't know if you guys know the two Marys when Jesus came into the house. And there was one Mary that was super distracted with everything that she was supposed to do about life, doing this and doing that. But she wasn't recognizing that Jesus was sitting on her couch while the other Mary was there washing her feet. And so His he feet. Yeah, so he was saying that sometimes in our lives we're so distracted by what we think we're supposed to do um, when Jesus is sitting right there. He said, but every day there's going to be something swept out of your life, stripped out of your life. And the last thing he said was, um, there's something in your life that you don't have the strength to let go, but don't worry, God is going to do it for you. Wow. And uh, so that, that's how I was stripped of a 10-year relationship that I did not want to give up. You said 10-year relationship? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but not only not only was it a relationship, I told you all the story about my family and growing up and things like that. So it was more than that. It was a family. It was a village. Um, and uh, what God wanted to show me is that I had made that relationship my God. And... Um, so that Band-Aid was ripped off, and then mm. he started showing me the other things in my life that he needed to come in and feel. The abandonment, the insecurity, the, all the anger that I have towards my parents, whatever it may be. I had to get on my face for almost a year, pray, cry out to God, I need you to come cleanse my heart, renew everything um, for a year. And uh, so that's when we talk about identity. Um, I think sometimes the enemy will try to tell you who you are before you even have a chance. And so the other side of that is um, be careful what you pray for because I wasn't expecting that, but it was the biggest blessing ever. Like life has changed that one relationship. He has blessed me with so many positive relationships. Hence this table here, my professional life. Um, life has just drastically changed. It looks nothing like it looked a year ago or a year and a half ago. Well, you have to be obedient. And um, you said, what does that feel like? Like choosing faith over fear? It, it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult, but it's worth it. It's like once you hear God move in such a big way, um, there's no way that I can say I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. After he showed me multiple times, he showed me through repeated thoughts. He showed me through fasting. I can't just say, okay, I'm going to just live my life, you know? Um, and that was the first time that I had a real encounter with God. So and there's been many more. I mean, we've been on the podcast for two hours. It's just a whole, it's, it's a journey. Um, but that was the beginning of the journey. And uh, it was worth it. Um, God will bless you what you give up tenfold. And uh, I hope that answers your question. That's deep. That's deep. I feel it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to hear that because it's a reminder of what God can do. Um, just looking at just me looking back at my own life and my faith and where I once was, where I am now. Um, and kind of like what, what Tony uh, mentioned earlier, just as far as our conversations and being able to be more open and not as judgmental of our circumstances to be willing to hear and see what's happening. Um, because for me, I think um, my faith is in that space of it's influencing my decisions and my thoughts. Right. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, oh, I'm, doing everything I should and, you know, I'm being 100% obedient, right? But I'm on that journey of learning where I am so that I can eventually get to that place because I would never say, oh, I don't want to be in that place, but I know that I can't make, um, I know that I'm not comfortable 
enough to make that decision wholeheartedly because I know it's going to come with doubt. And I found myself in that position before what decision? my like my foundation. Like I found myself in a place where I was doing things because of my faith, but I couldn't tell you why. Mm. And that's a very dangerous place to be in personally, mm-hmm. because I have no foundation to stand upon when I'm challenged in those areas. Mm-hmm. And I mean challenged not by individuals, but by circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to abandon what I believe because I don't even know why I believe it. So now I'm on a journey and I've been on a journey of discovering my why. Mm. And in that, I'm having to confront myself, Mm -hmm. confront my challenges, my weakness, my shortcomings, and be okay with embracing them and not pressuring myself with the expectation of what I need to be and how I need to be, but rather saying, okay, this is where I am. Because now it gives me an opportunity of something to focus on. And in focusing on it, I'm able to truly deal with it. So now I have something to stand upon. So when I'm challenged with it again, because I don't believe it's ever going to leave me. But when I'm challenged, I have more strategies on how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, in that process, I would never want to strip myself of. So to me, this process is extremely intentional. You know, so um, like I said, to me, it's, it's definitely encouragement, um, you know, to hear that. So I think I'm on the who, you're on the why, and I think you're on the what. I am on the what. Who, what, and Yes, what. that's good. That's funny. <laughs> that's probably that is, why we fit so that's well exactly together. That's exactly why I was about to go there. Like, ah. we're all, that's ironic that this you're hasn't the, been the, the first, this is the first time we've actually really talked about this collectively. I'm on the who, you're on the what, he's on the why. And uh, so Monty's on the who, Ashley's on the what, Terry's on the why. What are you? Because they can't see who you pointed at. <laughs> oh. I ain't going to put you out there like that. I oh, just. No, I'm on the, I'm on the you're on the who am I? Who? Who? You're on the what? What is my assignment? Ashley's on the what, yes. And you're on the why. Why am I doing this? And yeah. Tony, what are you on? I'm just here, y'all. That's Maybe I'm going to win, y'all. That's a good place to um, be. Yeah, y'all got to ask me a question, though, because I'm not really sure. <laughs> Tony, so what do you feel as though um, your big picture purpose is, and how are you going to accomplish that within the next 30 days? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Ooh, I'm going to throw it at you. Um, no, bro. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm privileged enough to have access to know what you've dealt with, yeah, right? Yeah. Going through. And um, I think your journey this year alone has been so. Um, it's up and down, you know what I'm saying? But to have the success that you've experienced in spite of the moments in which you felt um, uncertain, you know what I mean? Uh, we've talked about this on multiple podcasts too, so if y'all want to go ahead and listen to the other ones as you're listening to this one. Um, so what do you feel as though this year has taught you, being that you've come so far from where you were a year ago? Mm. You know, because I think this year has been filled with those high moments of what you were looking for, but they've also been filled with some lows that you maybe did not anticipate. So how are you dealing with that? And what is, um, I guess, one of your takeaways going into this new year? This may not help anybody, um, what I'm about to say, and it may not make sense, but I've like lost all respect for time. Like all respect. I, I don't care. Like... Last year was what it was. Yesterday was what it was. Tomorrow is what it's going to be. I'm just right here right now in this moment because um, I've, I've talked about this. I don't know if we ever released the episode, but there was one, one conversation we had where I was talking about my anxiety in relation to time, right? I get really, like, really anxious when I think about the passing of time 
and who I'm going to be a week from now. How I'm going to handle this big room I got to walk into next week. How I'm going to handle this audition I have. Literally tomorrow in the morning, having chosen to podcast instead of prepare for that. So I'm going to figure that out. But in this moment right now, that's not an issue. It doesn't exist. I may not make it to the audition. I joke, and people get mad at me because I joke about death a lot. But I literally may not wake up tomorrow morning. Right? That's not my intention. But, hey, it is what it is. I know I just I don't control that. You know? So I don't, I don't have any respect for time in the sense of, like, I'm not. I've noticed that when I put these big ideas about um, where I need to be, where I need to get to on my life, it disrupts me. And it overwhelms me and it confuses mm. me and it makes me anxious. You know, my goals are very simple, like very simple these days, you know. So for now, for, for me right now, it's about, you know, giving myself permission to just be. So live in a moment, take it a day at a time, figure it out. My faith isn't where any of y'all's is right now, you know. I'm in a, in a space where, and, I'm in, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, like I don't feel bad about it. But I'm in a space where right now I've been spending a lot of time with myself. You know, I've been wanting cake, and I've, I've cut several slices. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm eating cake right now. That's what I'm doing. You know, and there's going to be a time where I'm like, yo, I'm getting fat. You know, I had, I had this I had this experience, you know. Now it's time for me to really, you know, zone out and, be, and get my Michael, my, 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 my Michael Bay Jordan on. You know what I'm saying? Um, but right now it's like I just want to, like, live in a moment and just enjoy it because it's just, I don't know, my life is different too. You know, it's, I'm just mad overwhelmed with stuff. So it's, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like for those of us that don't have, like, these crazy goals or have trouble um, setting goals, it's not a bad thing, you know? Because I feel like it just gets complicated when you write that list of goals, all the shit you want to do next year. That's a lot, yo. Yeah, you don't, get all, you don't, you don't accomplish all of it and you manage yourself. No, it's like, what do you, what do you want, you know? Yeah. What, are the, what are the things that you really want? What I really want right now in life, I want to be a good father, you know? When I, one of my biggest goals, life, lifelong, is... At my funeral, I want the people around me that I'm close to, I want my daughter, I want my family to say that I was a good father. That's, that's really what I want to hear. You know, I want to hear, yo, he, he loved his baby. He was a good dad. I want to leave stuff behind for Maddie for her to know that I, was, I loved her. Um, career-wise, I want to be in a place where I'm doing things I love with people I like. You know, I want the work I do, you know, both on screen and off, I want it to be with people I, li- I like to work with, and I want to be doing projects I'm passionate about. Um, and I want to get into a place where I'm not bound by anything physical. I met a dude today. Um, uh, he was at the table next to us, and he was talking about his life and um, to, to to his partner. And he was like, "Yeah, man, some LA talk, bro." Like he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I, I just sold the Porsche, man, and <laughs> you know, I really don't even have a place to, to live right now. Like I'm just I'm just traveling. I spent four months in New York. You know, now I'm in LA. I don't know when I'm leaving. You know, but I just I got rid of everything, bro. I don't have anything. That's good. I don't have anything. I just you know I'm just vibing i'm gonna reach out to him and y'all may hear him on the podcast you may not we'll see how life goes but it was just liberating to hear somebody that doesn't have uh isn't owned by anything doesn't have debt doesn't have any bills can just live his life and move the way he wants to be and i want to have that freedom in my respective circumstances i can't just totally go nomad i got a daughter but you know what i'm saying that was mad long-winded I think that's so interesting because at the beginning of the podcast, I said what I'm struggling with now is if I trust myself more than I trust God. And I feel like what you're talking about is suspending expectations Mm -hmm. and literally allowing what you're what you want, your your inner self to like guide you. Um, And so I think I think that really that's faith faith. on a whole nother level that like 
that is faith. That you're going to be okay. That you're going to be okay. And it's so interesting. It's so interesting because you said, what did that process look like? That process looked like stripping of my ego, my achievements, the degree, the masters, the job, all of that doesn't make me who I am. You're getting down to the basics of who and, you are. And me doing it for my parents, whether it was my mom, my dad, to put them on, I love them, but that's not my responsibility. And so really last week, I really had this realization, like, cause I was struggling with my motivation. I'm like, yo, like what's going on? And it's like the hustle and external things have driven me for so long that God is like, I want you to sit right here and I want you to rely on me where you don't have to write that list of goals, like where you can literally just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it causes for me, for you, what I'm hearing you is like, you're able to live in that space. And for me, that's a space where I'm like really grappling. Cause I'm like, it requires crazy faith to do that. And does that make sense? Do you see where I'm coming from? No, no, I, I do see where you're coming from. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess to a level it requires, I mean, I just know for me, man, with I mean, you know, you know, the last, like, you know, since Maddie's been born, there's been a lot of ups and downs for me um, with no uh, fault to her, but just, like, circumstances and, you know, relationships not working, whatever the case is. But for me, it's like I just I just know, like, I know I know it's going to work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not even, I guess it's faith. That's faith. <laughs> That's faith. <laughs> but you That's see, but, faith. but. So for me, it's like, so I have a very, I'm a, I'm a, I can, some people say I can be a cynic or a pessimist or whatever the case is. I, I, I just. I hate romanticism, I you know, you. and especially when it comes to to faith. You know, it's like this mystic thing. Like, just you're for living me, it. Just being, just being real. He like, broke you down, and now you you're walking in faith. Right, but I mean, but yeah, you yes don't and no. Call it that, but it's not that I want to call it that. But I I did that. God didn't tell me to marry. You know, my daughter's mom. I did that. I wanted that. I had this picture of what I thought a family was gonna look like. What right. I thought, um, I wanted. You know, you notice. Know I I gotta like say this. He's talking to me, Tarek. Yes. Because <laughs> it sounds like he's talking to Ashley, but he's talking to Tarek right now. <laughs> I remember I used to say uh, coming up, man, like, as long as I had a family, you know, a woman I loved and kids and a house. I literally said this on one of the, on our prior episodes. I, 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 I was going to be happy. I knew I was going to be happy because I was going to have that happiness in other people. They were going to be responsible and how much they loved me was going to, in response, make me happy. And then I realized that that's not the way this works. Right. I got all of that stuff, you know, was, you know, paperwork away from getting the house before I realized that none of that shit made me happy. My daughter. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was, but do you, do you, God allowed you your choice. He said, do what you want. And now it's coming back to your end up relying on faith to get through each day. Whether that's exactly what I happening. feel like he's like, you want that. You're going to do it your way. I'm allow you to do that. You're going to see that that's not what I want for you or what is going to make you happy. And now you're like, okay, I need to sit and figure and do, do me right now. Spend time by myself. And that's, and that's That's the the situation that we've all, I guess have that we've shared on this podcast of, okay, what was that defining moment kind of, where I think you're in yours. I don't think you're out of it yet to get that retrospective look on it. I think, and I don't want you to give yourself shortcomings. No, no, no. I just, I I just, I I like to take my own responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say God did that and God allowed me to go through this. or the devil did this. No, I like, we have choices. One one of my favorite books that I've read is a purpose driven life. And one of my favorite, I don't forget, I don't know what day it was on, but I loved how he was saying like, um, there's something in there about you get to choose your mate and you get to choose the city you live in and you get to choose your job and all of these things. And that's facts. That has nothing to do with your purpose. 
And I was pissed because I'm reading that book to figure out what job should I have? What kind of woman should I marry? You know, where should I live? And those answers I didn't get within the book. It you is know, choice. It definitely yeah, is. Yeah, you have that choice. And, and, you know, the idea is, you know, God is supposed to be within us or our purpose is to be within us to where wherever we are, we can operate within that. Honestly, but our purpose may be real simple. I ain't figured it out yet. I think it's love is one of, the, one of them. But you know what I mean? More practically, I'm not really sure. But for me, it's just about, you know, I, I got to take responsibility for my own, you know, and know that I've made choices along, you know, throughout my yeah. life. You know, all things work for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You know, I believe that too. But I made choices. You know, so for me, it's like, you know, yeah, it takes a level of faith or it takes a level of just like, I don't know, just a subtle art of not giving a fuck. I don't know. But I just, I'm not really worried about, you know, um, you know, where I'm going to be living next year, how things are going to be taken. I just don't care no more. Okay. It's going to work out. We, you, you don't want to brought this to my attention. You know, they've heard about that, about your apartment or whatever the case is, but it's going to work out. It will. You know what I mean? And it's not, I just don't, again, it's so back to the last point, it's about the romanticism. It's like, I just feel like sometimes things get over romanticized. Um, and it's just like, it's just hard for like people to understand. But, you know, it's, it's that duality. You know, people are going to be, be able to appreciate where you're coming from about how you hear from God. You know, and. Now he's talking to, to Ashley. Ashley. This is going to Ashley. <laughs> about how you hear from God. But for some of us, when I, when I, when I wanted to speak earlier and yeah, I didn't say yeah. it, it was because, um, but that's not what you're saying. That's why I didn't say it. But it's, it's because it, it sounded as if like these are the ways that you hear from God. And everybody doesn't hear from God that way. You know, I don't know if I've ever heard from God in as clear of a way as you, right. you have. But that just not may not be the, the frequency we're on. Yeah. Right. That's you. You know, and the way I hear from God, you know, it's, it's just different. You know, it right. may just be an energy. Go ahead. Tia. And I think this is why we have our life experiences and the things that we do. Because if you look at the people in the Bible, they all have different experiences. And I might identify with Joshua and you may identify with David. You may identify with Matthew. You may identify with Luke. But they all are showing the character of God. So you are going to reach people that I'll never be able to reach. Amani's going to reach somebody I can't reach. Ashley's going to reach somebody I can't reach. Tony's going to reach somebody I can't reach. So and it's like we all really are those characters in the Bible. Not those people, but we are our own characters in this journey. So when Ashley speaks about how she, hear, hear she, she hears from God, there's going to be people, people listening like, yo, me too. I'm in that same place for this season. But next season, they may be identifying with what Amani is saying her relationship is, and then Tarek, and then Tony. Like, I've been in the place that Tony's in. I've been, like, we've all experienced bits and pieces, and I think that's why we have to be transparent in our journeys is not hide behind this facade of, I'm so good, I'm so perfect, I'm holier than thou. Because doing that strips God of the opportunity in my faith to be glorified through our situations. Tony deciding to say, you know what, I want to remove that expectation. Maybe the very thing that's causing someone to not hold their religion or this mindset of what it should look like as an expectation of God and allow God to just be. That's me. That's that that the story resonated with me in that way, honestly. I think that brings us to 2019, why it's important to just live authentically, tell your story, use your gifts, because like you said, there are people that are dependent on it you may touch people that I can't touch and vice versa, you know? So that's good. Yo, um, I just want to say, uh, for those of you that are still with us, we appreciate you. We love you. This is our longest episode to date. Hey, praise, um, praise, I don't praise. know if it's going to be two parts. Well, it might be two parts. It might be. Who cares? You might be listening to part two. Yeah, you may be listening to part two, but look, yo, we appreciate y'all um, rocking with us on the podcast. We love you. Um, 
no matter where you are on your faith, yo, um, you're good where you at. You know, 2019 is going to be what you want it to be. Um, but, you know, I think you should have faith enough to uh, subscribe to the podcast and follow <laughs> us on all social platforms. Real quick, how do we find you, Amani? Damn, I didn't know she didn't have a mic, bro. That was crazy. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to answer this question? Um, Instagram underscore Monty, M-A-N-I-I. Christina Miller. At Ashley Christina Miller, my full government name. Find me at, at T. Ross Jr., T-R-O-S-S-J-R. And you can find me at Sexy Mother Foxy. Yo, we love you. With this two is eyes. Homie. With two eyes. <laughs> this is helping homies win the podcast. Tools for living a generation. Peace.